welcome to the inspired word of God. My name is Marcia. It says in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. In the word of God, he gives us many different mandates and commandments. He gives us reprimands and encouragement. I'm just going to pick out a couple of them here and there, but I want to stress something. When you study the word of God, you will understand many things in his holy scriptures that are not embraced by people and people live in direct opposition to his word. There's a lot of things in the world these days that are viewed as politically correct. To me, that is a, a view from the world and their embracement of any and everything that's going on today in the world. And many of those things are in direct conflict to the word of God. But society will use celebrity power to make things appear more acceptable in, to, in society. They will argue with you, debate with you, that we should embrace these things because times have changed. But that does not change the word of God and what God tells us to do and what he tells us not to do. Just because a person refuses to believe in God, that doesn't negate the fact that he is real. And just because society embraces those things God calls sin, that doesn't mean their embrace will save someone from falling into hell. Society holds no power. Society will not keep your soul out of hell. To embrace something means, of course, to physically wrap your arms around it. But also to embrace something means to willingly accept, eagerly receive, or adopt. So there are many, many people who embrace many things in society that is in opposition to the word of God. God speaks of many sins. He speaks against adultery, fornication, homosexuality, judging, unforgiveness. There's a lot of mandates and ordinances as well as commandments in the word of God that we could educate ourselves with for those who do not read the Bible. In Genesis 19.4, it speaks about Lot when the angels came to visit him because God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their vile abominations. And when you read those scriptures, the men of Sodom and Gomorrah gather at Lot's door and they're telling him to send the men out so that they may know them. 
and Lot offers his daughters who are virgins instead and tells them to leave the men alone. The term no back then did not mean, oh, let me introduce myself to you. The term no back then meant they had sexual relations with a person. That's why Lot offered his virgin daughters to the men so they would leave his guest alone. They didn't want the daughters. They wanted the men. In Genesis 19.4, it says, But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. In Romans chapter 1, 24 through 27, it also speaks about um, people worshiping idols. But in this particular passage, it, it speaks about men lusting after men and women doing the same. And it reads Romans 1, 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. So the Lord speaks against homosexuality. He tells us not to fornicate. He tells us not to commit adultery. In Matthew chapter 5, Verse 27, it says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. That is Jesus speaking those words. He tells us not to do these things. If you have done them, simply stop. You can give yourself any excuse you want to justify why you are doing them or why you want to continue to do them. But if you do that, you're not living for God. You're not living a righteous life. You're living for yourself. God lays out what righteous living is 
throughout his word in the Holy Scriptures, which is the Bible. He tells us what to do and what not to do in the Ten Commandments and other mandates. And if you study his word, you will come across every one of them. We do live in a broken world. It's fallen, it's broken. We will have troubles and trials. But if you take those trials and tribulations to God and you live for Him, He will see you through them. Don't follow the brokenness in this world and justify it to each his own or I'm going to get mine. In this politically correct world we live in, when you mess up, society will ostracize you. They will abandon you. They will turn on you. You will become a pariah. There are places that people refuse to go and be associated with just because of a scandal that's connected to it or to someone's life. If they will avoid a place, a house, a hotel, they will certainly avoid you or anyone else. When you live for God, if you ask him, he will forgive you when you mess up. He will love you in spite of. He tells us to repent. To repent is to turn away from that sin. Whatever your mess up was, whatever your sin was, when you ask God to forgive you, you turn away from it. You don't go back to it again. But he will forgive you. You will not be a pariah in the sight of God. He will not abandon you. He will move in your heart, your spirit, and your mind, instructing you and encouraging you. If you make the choice to live how he instructs, he will transform your life beyond anything you can imagine. Your spirit will be transformed spiritually. It will no longer be about money, status, vanity, that desire to impress the world in which we live in. But instead, it will be about living a righteous life, the one that lives for all eternity. You will be investing in your eternal life. And when you make up your mind to follow God, you will begin to have that desire to know him more. Live how he instructs you to do in scripture. He tells us not to judge. Matthew 7, 1 says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that's in thine own eye? He tells us to forgive. Mark eleven twenty five. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. He tells us to love one another. In John thirteen thirty four, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. 
Matthew 23:12 And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted in other words those exalting themselves shall be reduced and lowered in status and dignity but the humble will be exalted he tells us to trust him proverbs 35 Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He says we can ask and receive. In Luke 11:9, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. He tells us to live righteous. In Luke 1, 6, it says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. In Luke 1, 6, it's speaking of the righteous life of Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents to John the Baptist. But how they lived is an example of how God wants us to live righteous, obeying his word, his commandments, and ordinances. It says in Matthew twenty-three twenty-eight, Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. You don't want to be like that. Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees in this passage. You don't want to follow their example appearing to be righteous on the outside, but on the inside full of iniquity, because God knows everyone's heart. It's about coming back to God. It's about those who have fallen to the wayside for whatever reason, and they're following seducing spirits, evil spirits. And many of these people are are individuals who have grown up in the church and they know who God is, but they choose a different path. So it's about coming back to God. And with that, I will leave you with a prayer. Lord, I am praying for the comeback. It says in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Lord, many of your people have fallen away from the faith because it doesn't fit with the politically correct stance of society in our world today. Your holy scriptures teach us how to live a righteous life, one that ensures eternal life in heaven. Therefore, it instructs, develops, encourages, and reprimands. It doesn't promote pride, vanity, or tell people what they want to hear. But it tells your truth in your word. Those who have fallen away to chase seducing spirits, I pray for them to find their way back to you, Lord. Nothing or no one can do them like Jesus. Let them realize the love you have for them before they find themselves in a place where the God they follow does not answer their distress call.
in Jesus' name. Amen.